ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ARE Study Guide Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about electrical systems. So I don't know your background or where you are at in your test-taking journey, but I'm just going to assume that your level of knowledge with electrical systems is comparable to where I was at before I started studying for this exam. My knowledge basically consisted of what I needed to put into my drawings. I've worked on a lot of homes, and so I've done a lot of residential electrical drawings, like the lighting and the outlets. I knew where to place things, and that's about it. So before we start actually talking about the systems, let's learn a little bit about electricity. Electrical insulators are materials that don't conduct electricity well. Electrical conductors are materials that conduct electricity. Most metals are electrical conductors. Aluminum and copper are the two most common types of conductors. For electricity to move, it needs a conductor. Amps. Amps are the number of electrons in the flow. Current and amps are the same thing. The force that pushes the electrons through is the voltage. Power is the rate at which energy is used. Electrical power is most commonly expressed as wattage. Power equals watts. So our basic electrical formula is power equals amps times volts. Power is equal to the force of electrons times the number of electrons. Power equals volts times amps. So to find the wattage of something, you multiply the voltage by the amps. Energy equals power times time. The unit for energy is joule. For electricity, we commonly express energy as watts per hour or kilowatts per hour. For electricity to flow, we need two terminals, a positive terminal and a negative terminal. The electrical source is going to release the electricity out of the negative terminal, and then it'll flow through the conductor that's inside of the device you plug in and move out of the positive terminal. The path in which electricity flows is called a circuit. A direct current is when you have electricity flowing in one direction between the two terminals. Examples of direct current, or DC, are batteries, fuel cells, solar panels, and low voltage equipment. Alternating current, AC, is when the electrical current alternates 60 times per second. Alternating current is what allows us to send high voltage power through power lines. Because alternating currents are alternating, they're expressed as frequencies. In the US, the AC frequency is 60 Hertz. A harmonic current is an undesirable frequency that is a multiple of the fundamental frequency. So in the US, our fundamental frequency is 60 Hertz. So a harmonic current would be anything that's a multiple of 60. Harmonic currents result in power problems. Harmonic currents occur when there's a single phase, nonlinear load supplied by a three phase system. Nonlinear devices include computers, printers, televisions, and servers. These types of equipment are very common in office buildings. 
So office buildings and computer rooms are gonna be areas where harmonic currents are a particular issue that we need to address. So what's wrong with a harmonic current? They stress the electrical system. They can damage the electrical equipment. They can create disturbances in the device functions and it's going to result in an inefficient electrical system that's gonna have higher operating costs. How do you correct or prevent harmonic currents? First, you can limit the number of nonlinear devices if possible. Second, you can install line conditioners, which protect equipment from power surges and correct voltage distortions. Or you can install a harmonic filter that can balance the system. Power factor. The power factor is the ratio of power that's being used to the power that's being supplied. Power factors are between zero and one, with one being the goal. When the power factor is less than one, it means that the voltage and current are not in phase. Power equals current times voltage. Power can be positive or negative. When power is positive, it means that the power is moving from the source to the load. When power is negative, it means that the power is moving from the load to the source. What is a switch? Think about a light switch. A switch is anything that connects or disconnects the path of the electrical current. A two-way switch is a single switch controlling the power to a light or device. Example, one switch turns on the lights. A three-way switch is when you have two switches that control the power for the lights or devices. Example, having two wall switches that control the same lights. A four-way switch is when you have three switches controlling the same element. Electrical panels need to be within five to 10 feet of the electrical meter, depending on the jurisdiction. What's a circuit breaker? A circuit breaker is an automatic switch that interrupts an electrical current when there is an excess current or short current. Basically, a circuit breaker is a safety device that shuts off the power when there's a problem. The National Electrical Code requires each circuit to have a dedicated circuit breaker. Grounding is the practice of connecting our electricity to the ground. This provides a safe outlet for excess electricity to escape. GFCI, or GFI, outlets are ground fault circuit interrupters, or ground fault interrupters. These devices trigger when there are current leaks smaller than the circuit breaker would be able to detect. GFCIs can be added to the outlets or the circuit breakers. GFCIs are required anywhere that an outlet could be exposed to water, such as in bathrooms, kitchen counters, laundry rooms, garages, unfinished spaces below grade, rooftops, utility spaces, and within six feet of a counter that has a sink. An outlet is a point where an electrical current is taken for a piece of equipment. A receptacle is the type of outlet that allows for the connection of a plug. Hardwired is when devices are directly wired into a circuit instead of being plugged into a receptacle. For a building to receive electricity, the power company will supply power to the property line, and then the owner needs to figure out how to get the power from the property line to the building. In small commercial and residential buildings, the electricity supplied is 120, 240 volts. 
Transformers step down the voltage of electricity to make it usable for the building. Every building has a transformer. For smaller buildings, the utility company will usually provide it. For larger buildings, they can use their own transformers and save money by buying higher voltage electricity from the energy company. Peak demand is the time when demand for electricity is the highest. Maximum interval demand is the average amount of energy used in a time period. The load factor is the ratio between the building's peak demand and its maximum interval of demand. So again, load factor is the ratio between a building's peak demand and its maximum interval demand. So it's the ratio between when the demand for energy is the highest and the maximum interval demand, which is an average amount of energy used in a time period. That's the load factor. Power companies are gonna look at the building's load factor because they don't just consider the total amount of power used, but they need to consider the time period when the maximum amount of power was used. ASHRAE standard 90.1 requires that buildings over 5,000 square feet that are not occupied continuously throughout the day have automatic light shutoffs. This can be with occupant sensors or time of day controls. So ASHRAE standard 90.1, if it's not required by your jurisdiction, it is going to be required for lead projects. So if a building is over 5,000 square feet, it will need automatic light shutoffs. Uninterruptible power supply, UPS, is used when any interruption in power would be unacceptable, such as in hospitals, high security areas, or specialized computer spaces. With typical emergency power, there's a few second delay between power loss and the emergency system activating. Uninterruptible power supply bridges this gap to avoid power loss on essential equipment. All right, so in the ARE handbook, it provides you with the electrical formulas, and there are six of them. So of the six, there are only two relevant to the lesson we just went over, and this is on here, it says watts equals volts times amps times the power factor, and the other one is demand charge equals demand power times demand tariff. So for the first one, watts equals volts times amps times power factor. That's exactly what we talked about in the beginning, but they're just adding the power factor. So remember, power factor was the ratio of the power that's being supplied to what's being used. So ideally, it's one for the power being supplied. Your appliance is using all of that, but it could be less. So they're saying if you're given a power factor that's other than one, you'll multiply that with the volts and amps. So watts equals volts times amps times the power factor if applicable. And then the second formula is demand charge. So I don't know if you pay your own power bills, but if you do, you probably um, see something about the time of day that you use your electricity will affect how much you pay. So the demand charge is equal to the maximum power demand times the demand tariff. So I can't. so if you look this up yourself, um, I actually encourage you to look it up yourself, but when I'm looking it up, all this is saying to me is the amount you're going to have to pay for using your power during those peak times 
is the amount of power you're using, the maximum power demand, times the demand tariff, which I believe means the amount that the power company charges you. It's kind of a weird thing, um, this formula. I'm, I was looking online and there, it's not uh, readily available, so it doesn't te- seem like too prevalent of a thing. And I think it seems pretty basic. I don't, I don't think it's a tricky thing. The amount that you're getting charged during peak demand times is just the amount of power you're using that time times the rate that the power company charges. I think is what that means. If you know otherwise, please let me know. Um, I would love to correct this episode if I am wrong. So the other four equations related to electricity are all related to lighting. And I think these are really important. These are really good concepts to know as a professional and they are essential for passing the ARE. So we will dive into those next. See you on the other side. Bye guys.